Welcome to the Manifestation Lab. This is your host, Kelly Howe. From the grounded science to the mystical and unseen, we're investigating this big experiment we call life and finding what really works when it comes to manifesting a life that sets your heart and your soul on fire. Welcome to the lab. Hey guys, welcome back. I just finished up an incredible conversation with Kristen Brown, owner of Hoot Design Company here in Columbia, Missouri. Kristen is a longtime client of mine. I am so fortunate to be able to call her a friend. We've known each other for years, and I can tell you that this woman is someone that you want to have in your corner. Kristen is a huge women's empowerment advocate. She is a personal development warrior. It has been an absolute honor and pleasure to be walking side by side with her as she's been growing her business and growing her family and really aspiring to be a better person all around. Kristen has taught me so much about marketing and about going after your dreams. And I can't say enough wonderful things about her. Kristen and I had the opportunity to sit down and talk today about uh, personal development and what that looks like when you're growing a business, because there's a lot of information out there about shifting your mindset, about you know just think positive thoughts. And we really get into the nitty gritty of what that looks like and how most people, when they try to do that, and I'm not saying that doesn't work, but at some point you will hit a brick wall because the truth is that our nervous system is wired to hold us back. Okay. The wounding in our life really gets stuck in our nervous system. And if we learned when we were younger to play small, then that is still going to be wired into us. So if you go to take a step big enough that it actually triggers that fear, there is going to be a true nervous system response that kicks in and makes you feel unsafe and that actually starts to hold you back. So Kristen and I talk a lot about what that's looked like for her um, when she, as her journey has been unfolding and she's really been working on you know, personal empowerment from the inside and how that shows up on the outside. We have a ton of fun talking about this stuff. So I hope you guys enjoy it as much as I enjoyed talking to her and let's get into it. Kristen Brown is a longtime client of mine and um, a serious long-term business girl crush. So <laughs> in a very non-romantic way, but I wanted to have Kristen on today and I'll let her tell you a little bit about herself. But um, I think she's a really beautiful example of someone who's kind of a personal development warrior and it really has shown up in, I think, every aspect of your life. I think you'd probably agree, Kristen, but um, definitely in business and how that has, your growth has been just so steady and um, really beautiful to watch over the years. So yeah, just tell us a little bit about yourself and about Hoot and um, we'll kind of go from there. Well, thank you. Um, so yeah, I started Hoot in 2010 and it was a super different business. I had actually come from an ad agency in Chicago. So I always say to people like, you know, I think that was a great example of the grass always being greener, like thinking like, oh, clients are so crazy. You know, I got to get away from clients. I want to go into more retail. So Hoot started as a design shop doing a lot of custom design work for people and a lot of like paper goods, a lot of event paper. So corporate events and uh, weddings. And then it really evolved into more of a marketing company by the time I got to 2015, which is when I started working with Kelly. Um, 
Right. And that's when I started taking employees and having employees more seriously. And so that's just a big transformation in any company going from being like solo to having a team. And I was in a mastermind group, shout out to Jesse Bodine, (laughs) who um, was, is, is in my mastermind. We also started in 15 and I had told her, you know, I was just kind of like lamenting my, you know, employee issues. And I said that I had recently heard on this podcast that your shadowed qualities will be reflected back to you and the people that work for you. And that had was just like ringing in my ears. And Jesse was the one that said, I know this sounds crazy, but I work with this <laughs> woman, Kelly, and she does tapping. I've never heard of this, but Jesse actually, you know, was a nurse now owns Scout and Nimble, but, um, definitely didn't strike me as like some woo woo queen or anything where I, so I actually <laughs> took her recommendation super seriously to, t- to try Kelly out. And it was just, cause it does sound, it sounds yes. woo in the beginning for sure. And I actually think yeah. it's nice to tell people that so that you're immediately right. validating, you know, that, you know, this sounds crazy, but give it a right. try. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, she, I think she called you a coach. I, I don't even remember what term she used, but that's when I decided to reach out and it was just utterly life-changing, I would say. Um, so that's my endorsement. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for that. I appreciate it. Um, and, and, you know, what kinds, what kinds of things were you doing before, um, for, because I feel like just knowing you, you're, you've, you've been on the personal development path for a while, like wanting to be better. And what were you doing before? And what do you think changed with tapping? Yes. That's such a good question. Well, so I've always been a therapy person. You know, I did grow up in a family that was very pro therapy and, you know, my dad has meditated my whole life. So, and there were very pro stress management, you know, I, I, I would say I grew up in a woke family, especially for like the nineties. Right. Um, and so that was very, none of this was super new to me, but I had never heard of tapping and actually no one in my family had either. So, um, you know, I think I was managing my stress at probably a level B, you know, if I were to give myself a grade, I I feel like I wasn't doing nothing, Mm -hmm. but this was just, um, I was, I mean, the word transformational is so overused, but it was kind of like I was headed down a path and I just took a hard left towards, um, real, real personal development. And I think processing of emotions in a way that's almost un, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like there's nothing like it. Um, so some of the things I think that, you know, if, if this resonates with anyone, I would absolutely look into tapping. So when I was having some employee issues where I almost felt like I was like blacking out, you know, when I was like 30 years old, I had two little kids. I had never managed. I mean, that's the thing. I think so many people find themselves like they're good at their job. They like what they do. They're really passionate or whatever. Maybe you just really love people. Mm-hmm. And then you find yourself managing. And when it's your own business, not only are you managing, but you're wearing all the hats, like you're the accountant, the creative director, you know, in my case, and the salesperson. And then on top of it, you're managing people, mm-hmm. which I think is just so challenging. Like leadership and managing people is, is the most challenging thing I've ever done outside of parenting, which I actually think is just Mm -hmm. managing and leadership. (laughs) 
in a home. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. It's just a different, a different place to do all the same, work. all the exactly. same things. So mm-hmm. I came to Kelly and I said that I felt like I was blacking out. Like I was like, had, you know, seeing red. And when I would see red, I would very much, you know how they say now it's like fight, flight, or freeze. Mm-hmm. I was a freeze person. I was, I wouldn't like lash out at people or scream or anything like that. I would literally just like, like blackout was the best way I could describe it. I had no uh-huh. brain function of like what right. to do in this moment. Um, yeah, I'm a freezer too. I mean, I can do, I can kind of swing both ways, but I'm definitely a freezer. And I know that feeling so well of like all the thoughts are gone and I am literally paralyzed and can't, like, I don't know what to say. All of a sudden, all my words are gone. All the thoughts are gone. And I'm like physically paralyzed as well. That's just not the way you want to feel when you're the leader, you know? And at that point, I think in 15, I had three employees. So it felt like a lot, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. And then when I started working with you, it just felt like I was finally able, I wasn't having these physical reactions. So, you know, and since then I've done so much reading on, you know, and, and work on like, what does it look like to be well? What is stress management? And I love this quote from the book, Burnout by the Nagoski sisters. Mm -hmm. And it's that, wellness is your body feeling safe, even when you don't feel safe. And that is yeah, how I would describe tapping. Tapping, I yeah, agree. And that allows me for my body to feel safe, even when I don't feel safe in all kinds of different challenging situations, whether it's with my kids or which is still, all of these things are still super triggering. It's not like you don't, you know, sure. feel ever stressed now, but I think I feel in control and I feel capable of handling everything. I recently heard on this other podcast with this Buddhist monk that he was saying, true joy is not feeling happy. It's just knowing that you can manage any situation like this, like inner peace, you know, that you can handle anything. And that's what tapping has really given me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh gosh, I love that. Um, just a, a plug for that book. That is a really great oh, book, yeah. Burnout. And um, I think they do a really good job of kind of breaking down the this, you know, the ins and outs and the science and like what's going on in the body and the brain. And um, they give some really, I think, even easier maybe than tapping, like actionable tools to help your body get out of that frozen or that fight or flight state. Mm-hmm. So Definitely check out burnout. Oh, yeah. And I love how they talk about like going through the tunnel, like walking through a tunnel. And mm-hmm. I think it is really easy to think that we are our emotions when really, you mm-hmm. know, they are just a passing cloud in your sky or you are walking through a tunnel. And even in my office, we're at burnout together. And it's been so great because I was having a moment with someone we were traveling for work and it was a really stressful situation. She said, I'm in the middle of the tunnel right now. <laughs> and it was so mm, awesome because then awesome. I knew exactly what she meant. I was able to like yep. be there for her in a way that was different because she said, I'm in the middle of the tunnel right now. And so, you know, she was basically fight, flight, or freeze at that moment. Yeah. So. Yeah. I feel like there's such a revolution going on with mental health mm-hmm. and really bringing it into body-based, um, body-based awareness and body-based techniques. And also just this evolution of language around mental health that isn't just like when we were growing up, it was like, 
either you have like a mental health thing, Mm -hmm. right? Like some sort of disorder and you go to therapy. I mean, luckily you grew up in a house, I guess, where that wasn't the case. But from my perspective, it was kind of like, once it got bad enough, then you, then you got help. (laughs) Right. And I feel like there's this, this revolution going on where people are recognizing that a, everybody has issues and um, we can be really proactive with that. And I did want to throw in also, because you know, tapping is so powerful in regulating the nervous system and, and, um, clearing out old, you know, old traumas, old wounding, things like that, that do get in the way with things like leadership. Um, but I always like to throw in there that it's not, you know, for people wondering it, it helps regulate the nervous system, but it's not like giving yourself a lobotomy (laughs) where like, you're never, ever going to be triggered by that thing ever again. Right. Like you said, like you still have stress. I still have stress. It's just that, I think the stress is more present moment mm-hmm. after going through the process of tapping and putting, you know, putting that old stuff to rest and being really conscious and aware of it. Um, and now, now I feel like my stress is truly activated in the present mm-hmm. moment and it's not dragging in all the old, old Yes. Junk. <laughs> I think that's such a good, you know, point to Kelly of like, you know, when people say like, Oh, I have a lot of baggage about that or whatever, you know, that's what you're really clearing. Um, and I think being able to just bring your best self to the table in each situation is what I feel like it has allowed me to do. Or like when I'll, I'll hear a friend, you know, being like, they're obviously still really, really angry about something. What Mm -hmm. sucks so badly about that is like, you're the only one impacted by that. You know, the person that the people that you're angry with the situation, whatever they feel nothing you are the one being dragged down and held back by this anger. Um, And so that's what has been, you know, so freeing to me about tapping is like, you don't have to carry that baggage around, whether it's something Mm -hmm. that happened, you know, a really long time ago or last week, I think, you know, that's what tapping is really transformational around. Yeah. I love that quote and I'm probably going to mess it up, but the one that's like, you know, holding on to anger is like, drinking poison and hoping the other person dies from it. You know, it's like, we hold on to all that nastiness. And, um, I think again, like going back to when we were younger, I think there was probably for thousands of years, there's been this cultural, um, agreement that like women aren't allowed to be angry, Mm -hmm. right? Like, of course we get angry. We have our moments, but there's been such a suppression and a repression of that angry, you know, fire energy. And I think, I think what I love about tapping is that it allows us to, um, a just honor that it's a part of who we are and we don't have to like hide it and try to stuff it down. But to like, I think I described this to you one time that I see it as like, like a slow burn in a forest that sometimes we have to like burn off the, the stuff, the ground cover to actually make the soil healthier for the forests. And it feels like tapping is such a productive and effective and targeted way to voice the anger and learn to love it, that side of ourself, and then also reclaim the power that we get behind it on the other side. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think that's so true. So I love some good F you tapping. Yes. <laughs> it's my favorite. <laughs> it's my favorite. Yeah. Yes. Hey, if you're comfortable talking about one of the things um, that I know that we did so much work on, and you can absolutely, you know, if it's not something you want to talk about, that's fine. But um, if you're comfortable talking about your journey with, um, finances and kind of, you know, money programming and what that's done for your 
yourself personally and for your business. I would love to hear your perspective on that and how um, tapping has helped kind of shift those things inside too. Yes. Oh, I'm, I'm fine talking about anything. Um, I think that's been like, really, that was probably something very surprising to me. Like not what I went to, mm-hmm. to tapping for, but um, what I would say, another thing that tapping has really allowed me to do is kind of like create these energy shifts. Like when people feel like there's almost like the universe or something's holding them back that they can't really put their finger on the self-limiting beliefs that we have. I mean, I know that's a term a lot of people are very familiar with, and it's like, okay, well, how do you actually clear self-limiting beliefs that are very deep, almost like in your bones that Absolutely. Like they're, they're really Mm -hmm. wired in. Yeah. They're wired into the nervous system. I think that's where a lot of, um, growth stops Mm -hmm. with people. Cause they're like, Oh, there's that belief. I see it. They have the awareness, but that's like the top layer. (laughs) And then there's this whole other thing. And I don't even know if I would know how to break that down, you know, like even doing a lot of self-work, like how do you approach a self-limiting belief? And so, um, you know, one, I think having Kelly there to be like a I do think it's a lot different tapping with you versus tapping Mm -hmm. alone. So I would say that. So one, there's someone there to recognize those beliefs sometimes when you don't even. And then also I would say the way I would describe working with you when it comes to these self-limiting beliefs is that you will follow a trail. It feels to me like Mm -hmm. you're following a trail that I don't necessarily see. Um, That's absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a, Sorry, oh, go ahead. I just to say around finances, you know, I think it started at a really base level of maybe some limiting beliefs around like just making money being a bad mm-hmm. thing or that I don't, that I'm not worthy or I don't deserve it, or I shouldn't be charging that much. I mean, I think this is really common with women and I think it comes yeah, up a lot um, or like a scarcity mindset, you know, all mm-hmm. of those things I think were really holding me back. And I know we did a lot of talking and it probably, it feels like so long ago that we even worked through this stuff, but a lot of it was, um, you know, kind of the Catholic guilt stuff. Oh, too. yeah. I mean, I think that stuff is so deep and I think yeah. at the heart of it, a really long time ago, probably like 17 or something. I remember working on this with you. It really did. I'm not even embarrassed to say this. It really came down to like rich people suck. Um, (laughs) I don't know exactly where that came from. I'm sure my parents would have some thoughts on that, but like, you know, I don't know. I have no, and I did grow up going to Catholic school my whole life, um, in Catholic college and everything. So there is that kind of like vow of poverty thing going on. Um, so, and, and it just really felt to me like that wasn't, um, glorified, I guess I would say like it was never glorified to me growing up, which, which I do think is great. Like I never, my goal was never to just get rich. So I think that I am now Mm -hmm. developing a really purpose-driven brand and I believe in purpose-driven brands. And I think it's really hard to create that when your purpose is to get rich, but that's a whole nother story. I I think though that it doesn't help me be successful. It doesn't serve my team or me or my family or the world or your, yeah, your bigger right to not want to make money because that doesn't create a viable company. So, um, so that was like layer one to break through. Yeah. That was a yeah. big one. And then I think that it just went, it was like peeling back an onion from there. You know, it went from, you know, I rich people suck to, you know, then 
okay, not only now am I open to abundance, but then like, do I deserve, am I worthy of, is it okay? Mm. Is it safe? You know, all of those things um, became part of the journey, I would say. To then, Yeah. I'm so glad you mentioned that because that's the thing that's really, that we're kind of going after when we, when we work through any blocks. It's like finding that true worth and deservingness inside. But money is one of those areas that it's, it's, it is unexpected. Like you said, you're like, I didn't, that wasn't really Mm -hmm. why you came to me, but um, it can be a really unexpected area of shadow qualities, right? Like that rich people suck and of beliefs, belief systems and of nervous system wiring. And I think it's, it's always so interesting to see how, when we have, when we've gathered these beliefs through our life, um, when you go, right. So maybe consciously you're like, I'm going to level up and I'm going to do this thing. And I'm going to maybe hire a couple more employees. And I want to reach X amount of more people. I want to make this amount more this year. Um, how there is such a visceral response mm-hmm. once we start moving toward towards it and start doing it. And I don't feel like we hear people talk about that enough oh, yeah. because, oh my God, I think it's everything. Yes. It's like, once you start taking those steps, there's that party that's like, yay. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh my God, what am I yes. doing? And there's so much anxiety and fear that comes up on a very visceral physical level because we're breaking our own yes. rules and we're breaking society's rules. And, and that doesn't feel safe. And our body will very clearly yes. show us. And, and I think that is like so powerful for, I know there's, there would be so many people who would resonate with this, you know, and I don't know if it's like, is it female? Is it Midwest? Is it, you know, Catholic guilt? Like, I don't know what this stuff right. is, but I think it's so real. And this one thing, one of the most transformative things that we did, Kelly, that I also felt like moved pretty quickly was that you know, waiting for the other shoe to drop or like being too successful Mm -hmm. or being too happy, being too, things are going too well. This idea that things can go too well. Um, and, and I don't know where that comes from, but I know a lot of people have that deep core body belief and you're, you don't know where that's coming from, but that was a huge thing that I would say we were able to move that I don't have that feeling anymore. And I feel like that is like utterly life-changing to not be like waiting for the other shoe to drop kind of thing, which I think is such a, you know, I know Brene Brown believes that's really a, it's a vulnerability that you're tapping into. Um, Absolutely. I don't really know exactly what that is, but I know for me, it was like completely life-changing. And for you to say, you know, are you manifesting that though? Like if you believe that the other shoe is going to drop or you're waiting for that, or you can't be too successful or don't be the tallest poppy or, you know, all those, you know, cliches that we have, are you manifesting the pain? Um, And then that really struck me as just like, well, hell no, I don't want to be doing that. Um, Yeah. And I feel so clear of that now. It's crazy. It's awesome. Yeah. I love that. Can you speak to that, um, that journey with just, you know, manifesting in general yes. with the work that we've done or what you've done, just kind of where you are with that in general. Yes. You know? Well, and I know this sounds so woo woo. Cause like, which, you know, yeah, I'm fine with yeah, the, like, <laughs> I'm all about the idea the that you can manifest these things, but I really do think that there's a, you know, I don't, I don't personally do manifesting from like, like just sitting down and like meditating on something like, you know, please bring me a new client. Please bring me a new client. I really think that this is deep energetic work that we're not even conscious of, which is why I go to you. 
So then I would say when I do feel like I really need something to happen for me, or I'm like hitting a wall or need to break through some other layer, that is when I will go to Kelly and say, you know, I really want to manifest X, Y, Z. I'm really having trouble around or my team is or whatever. And then you will, then we will work on trying to manifest that type of, you know, whatever it is, client, work, employee, even, um, yeah. you know, staffing has yeah. been a huge issue for me this year and in a way, or the past two years, you know, in a way that I wouldn't have guessed five years ago for sure. Um, and so whatever that thing is that you're manifesting, um, I think that I really believe that that is a very true no one could convince me otherwise of that at this point. And I, I don't, yeah. for me, tapping has been the best way to approach that. It's like, I love a good vision board and all that stuff, but I really think that tapping for me is what I think when I'm standing in my own way, I am able to clear that. And I just can't tell people how real these results have been for me when I approach yeah that with tapping. I love that. Yeah. And I think, I think you're a great example. Like, I don't think that you're closed off to, you know, the esoteric metaphysical version of manifesting, but, um, but I think bringing a process like this in does keep it very body oriented and on a very grounded level. It's like, if I feel resistance coming up when I'm trying to take steps towards something, then that means that inside biochemically, I'm not feeling safe. And that means that I'm probably upregulating inflammation. My brain's not working the way that it should. It's like physiologically, we're not working, you know, at our peak performance mm-hmm. on a very physical level. And then, you know, when you go and start looking at um, and how that's like tied into the belief systems as well, it's like if I'm holding myself back physically, there's no way I'm going to be able to take steps and manifest it. But then again, like you said, on that deep energetic level, wherever resistance shows up, that's the thing that we need to get out of the way so that we can vision, go to the vision board and look into the future and do like the, you know, fluffier. I hate to say it, but it does feel fluffier. Um, And I think it's all really important, the affirmations and the vision boards and all that. It's, it's so important to stay anchored in what we really want, but, but it does feel kind of like surface level. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Comparison. Or it's like, you know, trying to bring what you want without really going deep into why you might be resisting that, which I think you are really good at. Um, A lot of times we'll do something where it's like, I want to pick, you know, if you identify that there are two sides of you that want two different things, we'll visualize what those people look like. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think I am really visual. And so those things are really powerful for me. Um, They, it works really well. That's what another thing I would yeah. say for me. I, I think that there are people who are probably just made for this type of work. Um, and, mm-hmm. and I feel like I'm made for this type of work. You know, my, although, you know, I wouldn't say, I think my husband would be totally fine with me bringing up that he has tapped. I am sure that he would. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't say that he had similar childhood experiences mm-hmm. around, you know, therapy, meditation, stress management. So, and he found it extremely um, beneficial. Like it really worked for him as well. So I don't even, I guess that's not even a good example. Like I was cut out for this. Cause I would have not, I would have not said that he was, um, and he's found yeah. a lot of relief with tapping. Yeah. Oh, I love that. It's, I mean, I think, I think it's 
worth trying for everybody, but that does seem to be, you know, we all have different things that really help us find alignment. Um, but man, I mean, this is obviously my go-to. It's my specialty for yeah. a reason. <laughs> well, and I think it's yeah. so cool to like, now that we know that there's this connection, I mean, we've known for a long time, but I think there's a general consciousness now around the mind, body, emotional connection. And when I do too, yeah, and that, I mean, I think yogis have been saying that for thousands of years, but I, I think now it's part of more like mainstream. And when you see your body react, it's almost, it just feels a little bit undeniable. Um, yeah. because you, your body reacting to these, uh, you know, emotions in a way that it's just totally undeniable. So would you say that that's the the first way that you notice that you are like kind of a little bit off and have something that needs to clear is that you notice a physical reaction? Oh, for sure. For sure. And now yeah. I also, I mean, I'm just so much more in tune to that, that I feel like I am able to manage, I'm able to be more proactive about it. Like I know if I don't work out, I'm going to have rage. Like I always joke right? <laughs> that I'm there for the rage. Like when, you know, I think a lot of people go to like make friends or, or have PRs and stuff. <laughs> I do not care about that. I can feel the rage leaving my body. I want like yeah. loud music. I want to get lost in thought. I really don't want to talk. Um, and I just want to like yeah. exercise the rage, like move the rage. Just want to get it yeah. out. And I yeah. now see that coming up with my kids. You know, I don't ever feel like I rage at my office anymore. I can't even remember the last time, you know, cause it's just so, um, inappropriate <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, and I would right. say not a safe place to do that, but I would still say with my kids, I can snap, you know, and I do have a two-year-old, so that's still very like uncontrollable, not always logical right. interactions. And so I can still kind of like snap with her. And I just feel that in my body so much more, if I'm not staying on top of that stuff. Um, that's another thing I feel yeah. like is so cool. My work with you in the beginning, I think felt a little bit like not triage. That's like way too strong of a word, but like <laughs> I was dealing with, it was more of an emergency, I would say to deal with Right. Like blacking out at work is like not okay. Now I think I, because I have been going to Kelly for six years and I mean, at sometimes it was extremely regularly. Now I go once a month and I feel like I'm really able to use your work for positive. You know, it's not like I'm like, yeah. it's not like I went to the doctor in the beginning. I felt like I was coming to you for like emergency help. Like fix yes. me, <laughs> fix me, help me be now better. I feel like I'm working with you at a level that is more about the like manifesting, dealing with things more proactively as they come up versus um, having to deal with, you know, blacking out at work, which feels kind of like an emergency. That's another, I think, yeah. recommendation of like working with someone like you. It's so worth it. Um, like the, like yeah. the long-term growth I think has been just really crazy for me. And I have this confidence now that I can deal with anything, like no matter what it is, I will be able to tap on it, work it out, you know, process it. Um, which is just such a great feeling like that toolbox Everything is, yeah. Is I think the greatest gift we could give to ourselves is like the toolbox to deal. Cause like, we're all going to continue to have shit. Um, things are not going right. to go. Life yeah. happens, right? It's like not. who saw the pandemic coming, you know? 
(laughs) And I think if you're not ready to, um, process that stuff, you know, then it really can destroy you versus now I see each, Oh, like, like, for example, without working with you, I never would have done this. This, I love choosing like a word for the year and this year, my word is good. So whatever happens, I am saying, you know, like crazy as shit. Yeah. And I just say, good. What is the learning here? And I mean, of course, at first it feels hilarious when I'm like, good, someone quit. (laughs) I'm good. This is good. What is the learning here? But I really do feel like now I can deal with these things in a way that is so much more evolved than in the beginning when I Mm. came to you and it was just a full body reaction meltdown. Um, I just love it. I mean, it's, I feel like one of the things that we all struggle with aside from having this kind of old baggage, that's just still hanging on is the, the need and the desire to kind of grasp for control. And I think what I just, what I just heard is like, I'm not going to be able to control the world. Shit's going to happen. Things are, you know, like things are always going to pop up in life. We live on planet earth. It's not like, um, you know, even, even when we are really conscious and we're trying, you know, consciously working towards manifesting this, that, and the other, it's like, we're still on planet mm-hmm. earth. Things are still, things are still going to happen that don't feel good. But when you can say, I'm good, I'm good. And mm-hmm. I have a toolkit, like even no matter what comes up, I feel empowered to work through it. It's not going to overtake me. And, um, you know, the other side of that is I always say that the, beauty of working with stress is that the side effect is confidence. Yeah. And if we can just feel good in our skin and know that we can handle life, then it changes everything. Right. And then, you know, at this point, I feel like I am to the point where a lot of my job is to just be clear headed. It is my, mm-hmm. I owe it to these people here who are depending on this income to be a good leader. And I think that part of that is being able to stay clear headed in a stressful crisis like moment to make good decisions. I mean, that is literally my job here. So I love that. I can't remember when I heard this, but like problems go up, praise goes down. And so if my job Mm. is to react to problems, I better be able to do it in a way that is inspiring and not also making people black out, you know? Right. (laughs) Well, uh, thank you. Thank you for sharing today. And I know that just your vulnerability is going to help so many people understand that they're not alone if they are like working with an employee or, you know, part of their team. I always say employee, it's a team. Yeah. People say team now, right? Like (laughs) normally, (laughs) but, um, you know, if they're working with somebody and they're getting triggered to the point where they're blacking out or they're like, you know, triggered into Mm -hmm. anxiety or rage or whatever that, uh, you're not alone that, you know, you're just a normal person, but there is a process that can help you work through it and, um, get you to the other side so that you can stay clear. headed. And I just know that I know so many people are going to benefit from you sharing your journey, um, whether it's manifesting money or dealing with clients or just dealing with mental health. Cause like you said, who could see the pandemic coming and we're still plopped in it. And and I think if you are looking for permission to reach out to someone like Kelly, I think I am telling you, not only do you have permission, (laughs) I think it is your responsibility to manage Mm -hmm. this shit and to reach out to someone like Kelly. So not only do you have permission, you owe it to everybody around you to do this work. So 
call awesome. today. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. And I really, you know, when I asked you to be a guest, I, w- I really wasn't like looking to um, pimp my services the whole time, but I mean, I'm good with it. I'm here for it. I'm always ready to pimp Kelly's services. <laughs> I'm here for it. All right. Thank you so much. Uh, Thank you, Kelly. Have an awesome day.